of Christ, right? So last time I spoke about he that came down from heaven. Today I'm going to talk about he that rose from the dead, right? He that rose from the dead. Uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 1. The Bible says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, uh, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And they remembered his words. And returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and other women that were with them which told these things unto the apostles. Right. So, the Bible here is talking about an experience that these women had. Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Mary the mother of Jesus. We all know that Jesus was crucified, all right, towards, let's say, Friday evening, all right? He was crucified on the cross, and he died on the cross. Then, Saturday, he was in what? In the tomb, tomb isn't it? Right? But come Sunday in the morning, these women go to the sepulchre, they go to the tomb. And what they are expecting is a sealed tomb. Come on, somebody. They are expecting a sealed tomb because they had put a stone over the mouth of that tomb. They were not expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. Ah, but that was also a tutorial. But when they came to the sepulchre, lo and behold, they were surprised to see that the tomb was open. They were surprised to see that the person they were expecting to see in the tomb was no longer in the tomb. The Jesus that they were expecting to be dead still on Sunday, <laughs> come Sunday, Jesus was alive. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. They found not the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They expected a body, but they did not find a body. Now the Bible tells us that they were so perplexed. They were so confused. How can it be? Where is the body that we are expecting to see? And then the Bible says, they what? Behold, they saw two men 
who stood by them in shining garments. So already you see that these were what? Were angels. Instead of seeing the body of Jesus, now they have a divine encounter. They see angels of Jesus because the angels are the angels of, of Jesus. And they were saying, what are you looking for? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Who do you seek? Why are you seeking the living among the dead? The Jesus that you think is dead, he is not dead. He is alive. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? And then they say, He is not here. He has risen. Amen. Remember what He told you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Remember. You know, people tend to forget what God would have spoken in their life. They tend to forget the word that God has already spoken in their life. Jesus himself already said on the third day, I'm going to rise again. He said, I am going to be delivered into the hands of sinners. And the Son of Man is going to be crucified. But I tell you the truth. On the third day, I am going to rise from the dead. Who was what? Crucified. He has risen. 
He has what? He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. So the angel actually showed them the place. They laid him here, but look, he is not here. The body is not here. He is risen. He is risen. But go and tell his disciples. And Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Look at this. So the angel gave them an instruction to say, he is going ahead of you <laughs> to Galilee. And there you are going to meet him. There you are going to what? To see him. So you know, when we preach about the resurrection of Jesus, we shouldn't just preach saying, God, come on somebody. It's something that actually happened. The resurrection of Jesus, he had witnesses. That's why they had to record the people that saw him rising from the dead. They even recorded the names of the people that saw him rise from the dead. So already, Jesus is risen from the dead. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Now, John the Apostle records an encounter where Jesus appeared to the what? To the disciples. In John chapter 20, verse 19, the Bible tells us that that same day when he arose from the dead, that same evening, right? The Bible says being the first day of the week, that means on that very Sunday that he rose from the dead. When the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and he said unto them, Peace be unto you. So while they were so afraid of the Jews, of being killed and persecuted by the Jews, then Jesus appeared in the midst of them. Oh, come on, somebody. The doors were locked. The windows were locked. The room was shut up. But then Jesus appears in the midst of them. And he says, peace <laughs> be unto you. I'm sure before his death and resurrection, Jesus had to come through the door. They had to open the door for him. But now, you will find him standing in the midst of the room. And now he says, Peace be unto you. Oh my God. Because I'm sure some of them were terrified there to say, is this a ghost? My God, my God, my God. So when he said, peace be unto you, and when he so said, the Bible says, he showed unto them his hands. Right? We all know that when he was crucified, the nails came into his what? His hands. Alright? Some say it was here. Some say it was here. Alright? But all the same, those nails that they used, they were huge nails. Such that when he arose from the dead, there were gaps in his hands. You can actually see through where the nails went through. So the Bible says he showed them his what? 
his hands and he showed them his what? His side. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to prove to them that it is me. Come on. Amen. I am the one who died and rose again. If he had risen without those marks, probably it would be questionable, right? To say, are you the one? The Jesus that was crucified, the Jesus that we know, we know that nails entered into his hands. Nails entered into his feet. And on his side, we know that a spear was what? Was used to pierce his side. So when he rose, he rose with those marks. Oh my God. Do you know that when a soldier goes to war, when he comes back, he is proud of the marks that he would have attained in war. Come on. But when you are a soldier who is coming back from war, you are proud even of the marks that you carry. You speak about the experiences. So when Jesus rose from the dead, he came back with the marks of the great work that he accomplished on the cross. So right now, even right now, he still carries those marks. If Jesus were to appear to you right now, you are going to see the marks on his hands. You are going to see the mark on his side. You are going to see the marks that are on his feet. He's not ashamed of that. He's proud of that. Because that great work that he did is a work that accomplished our redemption. The world is saved today because of the work that Jesus accomplished on the cross in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the apostles, they are the ones who carried this word, this testimony to the world to say that Jesus that was crucified. Behold, he has risen again. Why would they carry that testimony? Because there are people who are convinced of the truth. They saw Jesus. Oh my God, are you hearing this? These are people who actually witnessed with their eyes the resurrection of Christ. Otherwise, why would they go and preach that he is risen when he is not risen? Why? Why would they do that? Let's say you were Peter, the apostle, and you were John. Why would you go and preach that Jesus rose from the dead when he did not rise? If you had gone into that tomb <laughs> and you have seen him lying there on the third day, on the fourth day, you see him, he's lying there. The seventh day, he is still there. Why would you go and preach that he has risen from the dead when he is not? Which means these people carried the truth. You know, the Jews would take them, pick them up, take them, throw them into the prison. But they still preached that Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. Ha! They take them, some of them 
when they cut their heads. But they died always saying, this man, I tell you the truth, he rose from the dead. Peter was taken, crucified, upside down. But while they were driving the nails into him, he still said, I tell you the truth, Jesus, this Jesus, whom I preach, this man rose from the dead. So the gospel that we preach, we have witnesses who saw the resurrection. You know, I like the man called Paul. Paul was not among the disciples that walked with Jesus. Even after his resurrection, Paul is one man who even persecuted the church. And he was saying, what you are preaching is heresy. What you are preaching is heresy. You must die. And he saw people what being killed before his face. He even approved, approved the death of what? Of some. Even on a Stephen, he approved their death. Stephen Agamiraso, I don't behold, I see the Son of God in heaven beside the Father. I see him. And people shout blasphemy. And Paul was there because he never believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He never believed that this Jesus would rise from the dead. Do you know that uh, these people, they even said, you know what? They stole his body. These disciples, they stole his body. The soldiers, they witnessed the resurrection of Jesus. But they said, you know what? We'll give you money. Go and tell them that these disciples have stolen his body. Oh my God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have this Paul. He was adamant. Jesus is not the Messiah. Jesus, oh my God, we have some people right now who are even adamant to say he's not the Messiah. Even when we preach the gospel, they say he's not the Messiah. <laughs> right now we have Jews, Marabai, Akamiria, Kwapia, Messiah, Nebuya, Messiah, Nanash. They are saying what? He has not yet come. They are refusing that Jesus is the Messiah. But guess who they are going to receive? they will receive the Antichrist as the Messiah. That is what is going to happen. But one day, while he was going to Damascus, oh my God, and why was he going there? So that he can persecute more Christians. Then Jesus appears to him. And he says, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And in that day, I can't let the reason Christ and his glory was so bright that he was struck blind. He could not even see. Who are you, my Lord? And he says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And then Paul was saying, wow, Jesus. The one I'm persecuting is Jesus. The one I was refusing all this time to say he's alive. Oh my God, he's alive. And now he's showing himself forth. You know, when Jesus rose from the dead, he showed himself to many people, not just the apostles. Even Paul says, over 500 brethren, they saw him. 
evidence about the resurrection of the Christ. Oh my God, it was there a Jesu, amen. amen. So this man who was so against the preaching of Jesus Christ, tomorrow he wakes up preaching the gospel. The people that he persecuted, tomorrow he wakes up and he is calling them my brothers and sisters in the faith. Amen. Even the person on what I change, you will be surprised tomorrow. We cannot change ourselves. That's why Jesus died on the cross, so that he would change us. So we have to surrender ourselves to him. We have to give ourselves to him so that he can change us. Mustara Jesu Iman. So this Paul is the one who began to say in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, Moreover, my brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and the way in your stead, by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. This is now the Apostle Paul writing. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. So the one who did not believe that Jesus died for his sins, now he is confessing to the Corinthians saying, I declare unto you that Jesus died for our sins. Amen. <laughs> yes, he died for our sins according to the scriptures. Are you hearing what the Bible is saying? According to the scriptures. Now, the New Testament was not yet written then. So when Paul is saying according to the scriptures, he is quoting the Old Testament. He is saying it's written in the Old Testament that Christ Jesus is going to die for our sins. It's written. We don't have the time right now, but I know, who knows this, that it was written in the Old Testament. That Christ Jesus will die for us. Well, when you read Isaiah 53, what are you reading? <laughs> Come on. According to the scriptures. So everything that happened to Christ and everything that happened on the cross, even up to his resurrection, it was according to the scriptures. And that he was what? Buried. And that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So all these things happened according to the scriptures. Yet we have people who are even blind even up to today. They can't see that. When they read the scriptures, the Bible says the value of Moses is even before them. They can't break through that revelation. They can't break through what they read, they can't break through what they see. It's written in the scriptures. It's written in the scriptures. Mustara Jesu, amen. So he goes on to tell us about the people that saw, the people that witnessed his resurrection. He talks of Peter, alright? And he talks of those 500 brethren. He talks about James. He talks about the other apostles who, see, who saw him. And then he says, and the last, 
of all, he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. Paul the Apostle saw Christ. No wonder he would go through all the things that he went through. You never had an encounter with him. But tell you what an encounter. Now, even your life changes. Even the way you carry yourself changes. Even the way you operate in the church changes. It changes. Because you have met the word, the master. Most of us have met pastors. You have not met the master. Because when you meet the master, you begin to know that what we do, we do it for the master. We don't do it for anyone. Oh my God, the Mustafa Jesus, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he rose again. So that we could have what? We could have life. The Bible says when he arose from the dead, he also arose with us. So we are walking in the resurrected life. But I feel the life of Jesus. When I preach, I feel the life and the power of Jesus. But we know the one whom we serve. We know the one that we walk with. And his power is at work in us. That anointing, that presence that we came, that is the what? The evidence that Jesus rose again. What evidence do you have in your life right now to say he is alive? What do you have? What do you have? You cannot just say he arose from the dead because you hear us preaching about it. No. You say he is risen because you know it in you. Because you carry his presence. Because you carry his anointing. No one will tell you that he is risen. You know. You know. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. We carry that power. We carry that grace. We carry that presence. And Paul says, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, if, <laughs> if it dwells in you, then he that raised up Christ from the dead, what shall he do? He shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So when the Holy Ghost dwells in you, you no longer rely on your physical makeup only, on your physical systems only. It's not your heart that sustains your life. It's not your blood that sustains your life. It's no longer your health that sustains your life. But the Holy Ghost that is in you, that is the one which sustains you. That is the one which gives you life. Oh my God, Amen. 
So even if it might seem like your body is dead, but the Bible is saying his spirit which is in you, that one is going to give you life. Even if you are sick today, his spirit that is within you, that is the one which gives you life. The Holy Ghost that is in you, the Holy Ghost that is in your life, that is the one which will keep life even the things that are in your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says in him was life. In who? In Christ was life. So when we received Christ, then we received that resurrection life. So when we talk that Jesus rose from the dead, when we say he rose from the dead, we are saying his spirit, that resurrection power, that resurrection power that the Father used to raise up Jesus from the dead is also at work in us.